Welcome to the CNI 2022 podcast. These interviews were recorded at the Coalition for Networked Information Spring 2022 meeting. On this episode, we feature Maurice York. Maurice is the Director of Library Initiatives for the Big Ten Academic Alliance, or BTAA. In this role, he's responsible for coordinating collective action at scale amongst the research libraries of the BTAA toward their commitment to realizing an interdependent networked future. I started our discussion by asking Maurice to describe the Big Ten Academic Alliance and some of the activities of the organization. So the Big Ten Academic Alliance, I always like to start this way, is far more than a library consortia. So there's often, like in, especially in the library space, and you say, oh, library consortia, and you compare them in that way. That's certainly one part of the academic alliance, but it really comprehends sort of a wide range of re- teaching and research collaborations across uh, the universities. And these are, uh, we're the Big Ten, but there's 15. So uh, 15 R1 institutions, uh, the ma- most of them are public uh, universities, and they tend to, uh, many of them tend to be the land grants. So, uh, and many people are familiar with the Big Ten Sports Conference. We share a name, but we're a completely different side of the house. So we're the academic alliance. It's funny, it's the first, of course, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah. So I bet, <laughs> I bet you get that a lot. Um, so... You guys are doing uh, some work around remote access, or you had done some work around remote access. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Well, so the pandemic, of course, uh, for so many of us, rapidly accelerated things that we thought would take years to develop or that we never thought would happen and things like that. So um, one of those, of course, and, and everyone went through this together, is, you know, colleges, universities, like the, our physical facilities shut down, everybody being pushed out remotely, classes, research, everything taking place. And in many cases, our, um, just our populations of students being dispersed across the country and things like that. So uh, the Hati Emergency Access uh, Service especially really opened up. It was like, okay, how do we provide the levels of services that they all our faculty and students have come to depend on from the libraries? Um, for the Big Ten, um, about... Half of, uh, so when all of that dark in, in copyright material was turned light, we said, how much do we have there? So across the Big Ten, um, and for the, the Big Ten libraries collectively hold about 22% of the print content in North America. So it's a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, about half of that was available through Hati in the emergency service, right? So there's still a large proportion um, that was dark. Um, another, like, pretty amazing thing about the, and, and this is, I'll refer to the big collection a number of times. This is the initiative of the 15 director to say, well, let's take our 15 separate collections and turn them into one collection that's shared and fully networked. Um, so when we look at things in the perspective of the big collection, um, a couple things emerged. One was the way that the Hathi Emergency Access Service was set up, sort of the rules of the game were, if an individual university, an individual library owned a copy of a book in physical form, you make the digital surrogate of that available. Um, that became a bit of a question as we looked across, well, what if we were thinking about the big collection across all 15 of these universities Say if Iowa owned it and Rutgers didn't have it, but a faculty member at Rutgers needed it and that copy was in Iowa, could we make that available? Right? It's a logical question. Um, 
the answer was no, <laughs> because the ownership rules, right, were at play. So our, the question of remote access for us, and, and Hati was wonderful, and also what we were able to do as an alliance was look at when a copy of a book was not available in digital form, having the digital capacity to be able to scan that book, put it into Hati Trust, could we deliver it that way, and things like that. Um, so that was another rich dimension. What are some things that you would like um, our higher ed IT audience to know that you guys are working on this year? What's what's some things going on with the, the Big Ten Alliance? Mm-hmm. So one of those, I think one of the really important ones we're thinking about is some really deep thinking about shared uh, infrastructure. It's kind of looked like for some time, we've known as like the era of action by single institutions is really the sun is setting there, you know. The future that we have is all going to be in um, interdependence, in our ability to work together, uh, in coalitions and alliances, and more than cooperation, right? To a level of we make uh, commitments to each other, we build infrastructure that if it disappears, we all lose. You know, we all hurt. Not, yeah, if that goes away, I'll be fine. I'll go over here. You know, it's a new level of, of deeper collaboration. So uh, I mentioned before the, the big collection. So when you think about how do we take, uh, and just to give you an idea, so uh, individual libraries in the Big Ten, totally talking about collections of anywhere from, you know, 6 million to 10 million uh, books kind of in that range, just roughly, right? When we look at um, all 15 of those collections combined, uh, it's well over 114 million. So that's the over over you know that's the 22 percent of you know printed content in North America. So that is a stewardship responsibility that the libraries have to the faculty and students of the universities, and it's uh, both now into the future. It's a memory of the past. It's a preparation for for the future of research and scholarship. And it's a direct service to today, right? It drives the engine of teaching and research. And across the Big Ten, again, to give you an idea, it's about 600,000 students, uh, over 25,000 faculty, so, um, and over $10 billion in research funding, about, as the numbers we like to, <laughs> to cite. So the role of the libraries in that, when we could start to picture, it's about much more than the print content. There's a huge realm of digital content, but it's about much more than the stuff. It's also uh, the people within the libraries that are there directly working with and, and providing services, supporting faculty and students every day. And all of that rich mix of, of people, of services, of content, the phrase I like to use is it's a knowledge commons, right? So how do we create a truly open, equitable, sustainable knowledge commons and just, you know? Um, and that comes down to is what can the Big Ten do? So I'm from the Big Ten headquarters from the central organization. We're really small. <laughs> Our role with these massive universities is to be in the middle, uh, facilitating, collaborating, convening, bringing together uh, and moving forward, um, the you know the excellence and the mission of our universities, and for us in the libraries, that's about shared infrastructure. So, um, what can we build in terms of infrastructure services that lay the foundation for what, say, the big collection is trying to accomplish? Um, the things I've been uh, you know just noodling on recently uh, have been in the realm of things like um, how do we create 
how might we go about creating a data lake of all of that content just to like understand what it is that we have, right? Just like a massive inventory and data problem up, up front. How big of an undertaking is that? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> I was I was trying to figure that out the other day, and I'm like, how big is 114 million records? Um, in a way, and um, the uh, the Ivy's Plus group, which are uh, so the Ivy universities, and uh, they're sort of the um, the mirror side, perhaps you might say, of the Big Ten, have been running a pilot over the last, how long they've been doing, maybe a year or so, to say, can they, similar, can they take all of the holdings of the libraries of Ivy's Plus um, and create a data lake of that and so forth. Um, and uh, so we're kind of looking towards them a little bit. Can we take a lead there and say, how might we? And it's a little bit unknown because this is a new, I mean, like creating data lakes and things in the broader world, this is not unknown. It's pretty common now. Within the library world, pretty new, right? So we don't know how hard it is yet. So, um, and then uh, creating, you know, uh, so we might say this, we can create data lake of all that material and say, okay, what are the, what do we share? What's part of our shared collection? In other words, what we're moving towards is how to create, you might imagine, a brimming pool of the content available throughout the Big Ten. And then every faculty and student and any person in the Big Ten having seamless access to all of that equitably and rapidly. So, ooh, I could find anything. It exists anywhere in the Big Ten. It stretches from uh, Nebraska all the way to uh, Maryland and New Jersey. And get that in two days, you know, everything in my hands. Yeah, it's a massive undertaking. Um, and where we're at right now is how do we lay the infrastructure in terms of central services, indexing services, the middleware, if you will, uh, the lower layers of infrastructure in the middleware that make that kind of thing possible. So we're in the world of indexing registries, you know, shared storage, um, those kind of services that we can build and serialize and push out to all of the universities so that they can make use of whatever, in whatever way they will, you know, for their local. That's an um, exciting utility. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Would you so. say that's your main thrust through 2022 is, is, is trying to work on, on, on that uh, shared infrastructure? Definitely one of them. So okay. I'd say we have four. One sure. is one is in that sphere. One of them is in um, so scholarly publishing, uh, faculty publications, and so forth. The massive global move there is towards open open publishing and open scholarship. So at the time of you know as faculty produce research, of course, as is made available, instead of going behind a paywall at the time of publication, it's open and free for everyone um, to read. That moves the point of payment from the publisher perspectives because they say, well, we're not going to get any re revenue after we publish it from people subscribing to it. So authors, please pay beforehand, <laughs> pay up front, and then we will be happy to publish it open. Um, nobody knows how to do this. Like, you know, so it's been, there are many different organizations and people and institutions trying different models for that. Um, one common one 
that your listeners may or may not have heard of is transformative agreements. And that's where we try to get the biggest publishers in the world with the biggest agreements to flip their portfolios to be completely open. Others have to do with like experiments in different um, types of publications. So um, things where um, neither the author has to pay nor the reader. Uh, this is called diamond open access, um, where things are truly free. So where researchers can be free to um, uh, do their research and put out the outputs and the results of what they've been working on. And it's immediately available to anybody to be able to read. So one of the significant threads of what we're doing as the Big Ten is in our open scholarship strategy. Um, and we've got sort of a quiver of arrows, if you will, we've got a number of different strands of that, uh, and are trying to find um, particularly the models in North America. You know, everybody's exploring different things, right? So we're trying to, that'll be a, um, I think we're, we've done a lot with that over the last year, especially um, folks will be seeing us putting a lot of energy there. Um, it's like, how do we serve our faculty in the best way <laughs> um, by making it as easy for them to do research and to publish their research as possible and then to make that as widely available as possible. One of the others would be, uh, so we, we had collections across all. Shared infrastructure. Yep, shared infrastructure. Uh, open scholarship. Open scholarship. Um, the other thing, uh, we're, uh, two other things we're putting a heavy emphasis on um, one is our communities of collaboration. So we're, we have a broad network of library collaboration across um, all of our uh, institutions, uh, and we're really strengthening that. So let's bring a lot of focus to just the people side of this, right? Gathering people together. This I was talking about with the big collection is going to take hundreds of people and years and millions and millions of dollars to accomplish. So we're putting a lot of energy into just like strengthening uh, and deepening those um, networks of collaboration. And then the fourth one uh, is our um, equity and inclusion, um, diversity, accessibility. Um, we're putting a lot of um, emphasis on how do we create a cross-institutional culture of equity and inclusion, and particularly with an emphasis on racial equity. So we're, that's just infused through everything that we do, and it's, it's hard work, you know, it's slow work, it requires a lot of deep intentional thinking, and every one of our libraries is doing, uh, and every one of our universities is doing a lot of their own work there, right? Deep work, institutional work, so what we can focus on at the Big Ten is when we show up together, when we're working across our universities, what does that look like? There's an, there's an enormous amount of work that we need to do, but there are facets of that question that we get to take up when we're looking at the cross-institutional culture that don't necessarily show up every day, you know, when those are happening at the universities. So, Very informative interview. Thank you so much, Maurice, for your mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. My pleasure. This has been great. That was Maurice York, Director of Library Initiatives for the Big Ten Academic Alliance. I'm Jerry Bain for EDUCAUSE. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.